it's been it's that kind of Friday, guys. I'm trying to get settled in here. Tell, telling you one story today. One story today. There's a couple other things out there that are floating around that are okay stories. I mean, there's a guy that pleaded guilty to trying to extort $600,000 from people by saying their systems were infected by malware. Scammers, we see those guys all the time. Some ransomware is using new tricks and stuff like that. But this, the main story, the only story, there's Paul. Morning, Paul. Good morning. The main story, our own, only cyber story this morning, is about Huawei. We knew it was coming. You, you knew it was coming. Oh, man. So, there's a chipset that's vulnerable. And, you know, for, I don't know, since this year started, since January 1, whatever you think about the president, his policy has been trying to force Huawei out of not only the United States, but force Huawei out of all of the Western countries we can influence. And it's, it's essentially because it's, you know, a Chinese-based company. So there's news today, new news today, new news. It's what you expect news to be new, right? About our friends Huawei from from El China, from China. Um, all right, spent, spent the morning trying to track down how to identify this thing. Um, how to identify if you are vulnerable. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Huawei, probably in pretty good depth. Uh, the weekend's coming. Kids right in the corner. I hope you have good plans for this weekend. We're going to pull the boat out of the water. It's that time they're going to drop the lake to do some dredging. So they're going to, we got to pull it out by October, so might as well do it this weekend. October's almost here. So that's the big, the big plan for the weekend, that, and cutting some floorboards or a home improvement project for, not me, but somebody else. What do you guys got going on? I do have some updates to the website. We've been updating the website, updating the website, putting wrenches and screws to the website. Um, as you know, we've got this show that comes out every morning, and we, we move this over. We just strip the audio out, and we make it available on podcast on a number of places, uh, Spotify, Amazon, uh, iTunes. It's out all kinds of different places, so you can go out and grab it. Want to listen to the the show, the really big show on audio only? That's certainly available now. So that's going on. Um, just just changes. We're putting some of this putting some of this onto the website, so you can look at this stuff chronological order. We're going to start adding additional content to the days. Um, right now, it's got the the video. The audio, the video cast, the YouTube stream, the the podcast stream, and then the show notes. But the thought is to add more content, more more things to help you unpack the news of the day. So stuff that we find after the show, we can put on the website. SethCyberRecon.com. Try to build that thing out. Make it a reference for you guys, for you and me. Um, that's what's going on. Lots of lots of crazy news. It is Red Friday. We wear red on Friday. Couldn't find my red cup because my lovely bride has cleaned the kitchen and moved stuff around again. I don't know if you guys have that. Whether your your significant other, your spouse, goes along and moves things. Did a great job. Everything is very organized. I'm sure she knows exactly where everything's at. But this morning when I woke up. Went to find it. I couldn't find my cup that matches my cool red shirt. This is available, obviously, on cyberrecon.com as well under swag. Um, but I do have my Cal's Belt Brewing Cup, and it's red, so I can use that. So that's what that's what's going on today. Let's uh let's roll the intro. Listen to the groovy guitar music. We'll come back. We'll talk about Huawei. Huawei, Huawei, Huawei. Um, 
These guys were talking about Huawei, um, giant corporation. Um, as you know, Huawei is Chinese. Um, and saying Huawei is Chinese is not like saying Microsoft is American. Microsoft's American, but Microsoft is its own entity. Um, it makes its own decisions. It does its own thing. It has its own guiding principle. It has its own business plan. Huawei, on the other hand, is a Chinese corporation, which means it it's you know owned, supported, ran by China. It's a communist country. They own everything. So Huawei is a tool that can be used by China, and that's what's dangerous about this. Um, Huawei. Huawei uh, is everywhere. They're global. They're a global manufacturer. And, and a lot of times when when Trump was pushing, and he's pushed very hard, and it's, it's been, um, for better or for worse, the, the politics aside, when the president pushed to get Huawei products out of critical infrastructure, it was important. And a lot of people thought about Huawei phones. And Huawei produces phones like Apple does. Uh, like Samsung does, they make a Huawei phone, make a cell phone branded Huawei. It's, it's it's built with their 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 stuff. It's a Huawei phone. Um, so that's when a lot of people thought, okay, yeah, I'm not going to buy a Huawei phone. I'm cool with that. I'm a, I I I I'm an, I'm an iPhone guy anyway, or I'm an Android guy anyway. I'm not. Uh, I, I buy I, Samsung. I get Samsung phones, or I get the Google Pixel. I got I, I I'm I'm. I don't get Huawei phones. No big deal. And a lot of people, I mean, that's that's what a lot of people thought. It's like, okay, Huawei is is this phone manufacturer. Cool, I won't buy Huawei phones. I don't know why Trump is all spun up about this thing. But this is the first first crack in the dam, first leak, leak in the dike, I guess, as the Dutch boy would be trying to put his finger in this one. Stop the leak. Um, so, story from the register out of Great Britain. Video encoders using the Huawei chip have backdoors and bad bugs. And Chinese, the Chinese giant says, hey, we're not to blame. I'm going to go ahead and take the Chinese flag off there just so we leave Huawei there. Telecom kit maker points finger at the general direction of the Middle Kingdom's complicated supply chain. Um, yeah, and this is supply chain risk management. And we've talked about this. this has been the buzz going on for the last 10 years. Do you know where your hardware is coming from? And software as well. But in this case, we'll talk hardware. And most people say, yeah, man, I know exactly where my stuff's coming from. I buy Cisco stuff. Or I buy... Uh, I buy I buy my stuff from I'm at a loss. Uh, uh, anyways, you know what I'm saying. I buy I buy my stuff from IBM. I buy my stuff from Dell. Um, I buy Ubiquity stuff. I know where my stuff's coming from. But do you know where your stuff is coming from? Uh, Alex is with us this morning. Good morning, happy Friday, Alex. I uh, got the crew forming up, got the, the platoon forming up. But do you know where your stuff's coming from? Do you know? And, and the rundown of this article is Alex Konjev. Konjev? Uh, I'm, I'm probably... Alexi Konjev. Uh, I'm, I'm going to ma massacre his name. Uh, a lead product security engineer at Salesforce. Great. You don't hear a lot of a lot of uh, news coming out of Salesforce, <laughs> Alex. Oh, the humor in the Friday morning. But I buy my stuff at Best Buy, or I buy my stuff at Amazon. Uh, but what do you buy? And I, I wish that was a joke, Alex. I've seen so many, especially small, small and mid-sized companies, and for that matter, giant corporations and government agencies. That'll take that impact card, you know, impact card if you're with the government. You take that impact card, that's a government credit card, and you run down to Best Buy and you buy that laptop. Or you don't have enough connection, so you buy that wireless access point, even worse, and run back and plug it in 
and you're a problem solver. You're making things happen. Um, oh, Alex, you're hurting my heart with this one. Micro Center. Uh, if you not, if you, if you're not, I'm going to derail from the story for a second. If you're not in a town that has a micro center or fries, oh man, when you when you visit a bigger city, bigger town, a place that has a micro center or a fries, it it's the geek stream, man. That's where that's where geeks go just to to geek out. Um, everything you want is in micro center. You can build the coolest stuff with stuff you find at Micro Center, or full-on, full-on computers, network gear, projectors. But if you want to buy that one weird button that you're missing, or that one weird resistor that you need to do something, that's the place, Micro Center. Oh, we got one here. It's up. Oh, I was not Alexandria. It's out. By Reston, kind of somewhere. Where is that? I remember when I stay when I was working on Reston. We used to go to Micro Center. It's got to be closer. I'll have to look up where it's at. I remember going to it. Uh, you can't go there with your your empty pockets. Your no window shopping there. You'd be sad. A sad geek goes to Micro Center with empty pockets. Um, NIST eight hundred fifty three revision five. Uh, lots of supply chain. Yeah, supply chain is one of the biggest things. We started pushing supply chain in Revision 4, and I know Alex, you had a great um, a great video. Maybe you, hope, Hopefully that'll be something you can share in the future when it's available on uh, NIST talking about 853 Revision 5. And that's, that's why, say what you want about NIST. They are looking forward and... and you know, Ron Ross is still a fellow there, but it's it, the program is is led by another person now, and I can't remember her name. Alex, you gave it to me the other day, but um, they look forward. They're looking forward. They're a, a smart group of people. NIST, you got to remember NIST, especially the uh, the group that builds the the you know the the task force that's building these documents out is smart people from all over the government and industry that's building this stuff. And in Revision 4, they started pushing supply chain risk management hard. Know where you're getting your stuff. The government started pushing hard. We're going to know where our contractors are. And the big flaw, the first flaw I heard was we would outsource support services. Help desk, right? So we'd outsource help desk to a company and we made it explicit in the contract. This cannot be outsourced overseas. And that was cool. Can't be outsourced. Or, or, the, the, the contract can't go to an overseas company, I should say. I'm getting ahead of myself. And they said, cool, cool, cool. And some contractor would win the contract for support services. And then they would subcontract with the company that's overseas, offshore. Because it's cheaper. That's money driving the driving the train. Bad, bad news. So the government had to start thinking, okay, we're not just worried about the contractor, but we're also worried about the contractor's contractor, the subcontractors along the way. Um, thank you, Alex. Uh, Victoria Panatelli. Hopefully I got that one right. Support name. Uh, running the RMF program over yonder at NIST. I want to see if we can't maybe talk to her one day. It would be awesome to be able to see her vision of RMF going forward. But yeah, she had a, a video the other day. I wasn't able to, to watch it. Uh, hopefully it'll be available on recording. Where Victoria talked about 853 Revision 5. And Revision 5 does have a lot of supply chain risk management. Um, and why do we talk? Why do we go on that tangent so much to talk about supply chain management. Well, this is this is the perfect storm, right? So there's a chip and the chip is the HI3520D chip chipset, not from Huawei, from Huawei's high silicon subsidiary. So it should still be covered by this blanket protection, right? So it's the HI3520D chipset from high silicon. 
So as a security person, and remember, you're going to go to work today and there's going to be 55 other fires burning. There's going to be uh, some executive that wants to use Zoom and can't figure out why you won't let them. Um, there's going to be people that want to bring their phone in and connect it to your network. And then you're going to have a vendor coming in to do a presentation and they've got their presentation on a thumb drive that they want to upload uh, to your network. And you've got to worry about the HI3520D chipset from Huawei. Is it on your network? Do you know if this thing's there? So let's go on and talk about the story and then we'll circle back to that thought, right? So Alexi says the vulnerabilities exist in the application software running on these devices. All the vulnerabilities are exploitable remotely and can lead to sensitive information exposure, denial of service, and remote code execution, resulting in full takeover of the device. And they list the CVEs. Critical, critical flaws include, include but are not limited to CVE 2020-24-215, which is backdoor password, uh, Telnet root access 2020 24218 unauthenticated file upload 2020 24217 um, buffer overflow 2020 24214 and finally listed on the list of not fully inclusive vulnerabilities um, um, a way to ac access RTSP video streams without authorization CVE 2020 24216 so he, this guy, Alexi, went in from Salesforce. Good job, Salesforce. And identified all of these bugs on this chipset, HI3520D. Um, they brought forward Huawei says, oh, Huawei. Huawei's coming back. Huawei. Uh, the vulnerabilities were not introduced by the, its high silicon chipset, nor the SDK code it provides to manufacturers that use its components. That would mean someone else provided the makers of the video encoders, encoder devices, application software riddled with holes, and this code was shipped with the equipment. The products just happened to use the HI3520D chipset. Things does this, this malicious code doesn't exist anywhere else, but it does these, these, these malicious Hackers that have injected themselves in the supply chain have only targeted the HI3520D chipset. They have not done, they've not included this long grocery list of vulnerabilities into anyone else's chipset. Just specifically into this chipset. So, you, know, you may ask, where, where is this thing? Oh, we have Carnegie Mellon University Cert Coordination Center. They've jumped in. They've said vulnerabilities exist in various network service services running on various manufacturers' devices that use high silicone parts um, and the result of the software bugs, uh, such as insufficient input validation and hard-coded credentials. Hard-coded credentials. So part of this bug, part of this bug, you didn't, you may have caught it uh, when we talked about the CVEs. Which one was it? Um, yeah, CV 2020-24-215, uh, administrative access with backdoor password. So what, what they've done, someone, not Huawei, definitely not Huawei, because they say it's not them that did this, but someone got in the supply chain and imp impacted only this chipset. Uh, keep looking keep looking for the... the, the, the uh, Number here, yeah, HI3520D. Only went and did that, but they hard coded into the software a backdoor with a hard coded password. So it's obviously somebody that's going to come back in and try to access these devices. Um, so the, the article, uh, and again by the register, um, points out that Alexi analyzed video encoders from U Ray Tech. JTEC Digital, Pro Video Instruments, and found all of their devices, found, found their device, didn't say all, but found their device to be vulnerable. 
to some or all of the reported flaws. He identified several other vendors offering products on the same system on a chip, and he believes many of them share the flaw, including equipment from Network Technologies Incorporated, OPRI, Mind Technology, Blankcom, ISEEVY, Oravision, Worldcast Producer, and Digicast. Um, so I was like, I want to go out. How can I find an easy way to see if I'm using the HI3520D chipset? And where is it used? Well, generally it's used in security, video surveillance security software. So it's in the video recorder. Take the flag off. It's in that video recorder that all the cameras connect to. It's the brain of the video surveillance system in many organizations. The problem I have, well, there's a number of problems with this story. One of the main problems I have with the story, it's hard to tell where this chipset is at and if you're using it based on reviewing the hardware you purchased. So this morning I spent some time looking around, seeing if I could find um, <laughs> an IPTV that uses H.264 or H.265 encoding. And essentially what that means is that video surveillance device encodes in H.264 or 265, the same standard we're using right, right here, to go to YouTube, 265 is what we use to go to here. It's just an encoding standard. So this chipset, as you can guess, IPTV is an internet protocol television standard. Um, it's pulling, it's the device that you plug all your cameras into, all your physical surveillance cameras. Now, if you've ever watched um, any of like the Mission Impossible shows or the James Bond shows, and the the they go to break into the building, and they say, "Well, we've got to take over the video surveillance system, and we're going to put the video on a loop, and the the security people aren't ever going to know we're there." And a lot of times you go, "That's crazy." I mean, you, to think about what all the things you'd have to do to do that, you think that's you know that's a lot of work to be able to do that. This flaw, think about, think about these vulnerabilities. Full remote access takeover of the device. Backdoor password, root access value telnet, upload unauthenticated files, like a video loop file, uh, buffer overflow, um, access streams without authorization. So. <laughs> the whole point, the whole thing of the, the funny part of the Mission Impossible is, you know, we're going to put this video, we're going to dump this video on a loop of the room that we recorded. And then we're going to be able to watch, we as the bad guys are going to watch the real stream and the, the security guards or the police are going to watch the loop that we recorded. So now we've got full access to this box, remote full access to this recording box. We can access... This one, CV 2020-24-216, access the video streams without authorization. I can watch the live stream. Think about the other one. 2020-24-217, um, unauthenticated file upload. I can upload a file to the device, and essentially, since I've got root access, I can play that on the channel that the, the police or the security are watching it on. Given this one whole chipset, bad guys, not saying China's a bad guy, but I'll put that up there when I say bad guys, can do what Tom Cruise did in Mission Impossible. They can take over this device and kind of do what they want to do. Just do their thing, chicken wing. Still a fan of Illy Coffee, guys. Illy Coffee. So back up to back up to the chipset, right? So they're, they're pointing out this is a bad, bad thing. It's happening in chipsets that are in a list. We've got a list of, of devices. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, Alexi. I 
do appreciate that because when I first started reading this, I didn't think, um, I didn't think there was going to be a, a listing. Um, <laughs> Alexi goes on to say, while most of the vulnerabilities seem unintentional, i.e. coding mistakes, one of them stands out. Hard-coded password is a deliberate backdoor. And I don't, Alexi, I, I know he's probably got it towed the party line when he did his interview. The combination of vulnerabilities does not seem unintentional. It doesn't seem like coding errors. Um, the Registrar article finishes up saying, it's an important part of the supply chain of video surveillance devices. High Silicone is willing to collaborate with downstream equipment vendors and researchers through coordinated coordinate response to cybersecurity risks brought by the vulnerabilities mentioned in the report and to protect the interest of end users. The tech Goliath concluded. Um, the other thing is, uh, I think it was um, Pro Videos is the only one that took notice. So Alexi told all these these vendors, he went, hey, I looked at this chipset, you're using it, it's vulnerable to all this junk. Pro Video is the only one that responded. The rest of them were like, ah, we don't want to know. I'm put my head in the sand. I don't. I don't want to know. Now back to our problem. Back to the problem that Jim has. Hi, thirty-five twenty D is the chipset we're worried about. Is it on my network or not? Now, it should be easy enough, and I'm sure I can fire up Nessus or fire up uh, Qualys and scan the network looking for these vulnerabilities. You know, this set of vulnerabilities, and if I find them, it's probably a chipset. Excuse me, a chipset, the HI3520D. But what if I'm buying a device right now? And I went and I looked to buy a video surveillance device, right? I need to find out if it's got this IPV TV converter that uses the HI3520D chipset. And about only half, probably less than half, of the the manufacturers, the articles, the eBay ads, the Amazon ads, would say what chipset they had at all, right? So now I'm the I'm, I'm the security guy. And remember, I've got these fires to fight today. I've got all of these fires to fight. Good morning, Eric. I've got all these fires to fight. I'm going to go. Does this does this executive really need Zoom? And if he needs Zoom, how how do we get it taken care of? On the other side, maybe he's a general, maybe he's a, a senior executive. Um, I've got all these other fires. I've got vulnerabilities that aren't being patched. I've got people that are trying to push new systems forward with the vulnerabilities. And now I've got to figure out: Do I have the HI thirty five twenty D chipset from Huawei's high silicon subsidiary? So first of all, it's not going to be listed as Huawei at all. It's going to be listed as high silicon. So first of all, I've got to know that. All of the subsidiaries of Huawei, who are they all? I've got to know that. Because I don't want Huawei on my network. Personally, I'm going to I'm gonna look for Huawei. I don't want it off my network because of things like this. Because of things people will build into the system that may be used later against us. Say we go into a conflict with China, and they do have a lot of these chipsets out in our infrastructure. Um does it does it blind us? We've got we, reliance on security cameras is increasing every day. Um, what if they they just they, they have the capability? They they know what the vulnerabilities are. I'm going to assume I'm making a leap here, and I'm going to say they know what these vulnerabilities are, and they have a tool already built that is going to plug right in and be a big old master kill switch for video cameras. Or on the other side, it's going to be a big old access button that allows them to see everything that our cameras have put in place. Now, a hostile force would find this very appealing. And maybe just for intelligence gathering. Maybe just an intelligence gathering event um, to access these things. That's why, that's why Huawei, this is the story that just threw me off my, on my rails this morning. And just, do you know if you have the HI 
3520D chipset in your network, on your network. Uh, Alex got a recommendation. Ghost Fleet. Re read Ghost Fleet by Alex Singer. I'm going to put that on the reading list, Alex. I think it's just you got a, 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 the Alex Club. You're just promoting Alex books. Um, Ghost Fleet. I'm going to read Ghost Fleet. Um, I'll grab it. I'll probably, uh, hopefully it's on, hopefully it's on Audible. I'm, I'm not sponsored at all by Audible, but I do like Audible. I don't have a ton of time, so it makes it easy when I'm between things to throw on it. The headset, I just got the coolest headsets too, and I'll talk about them in a minute. I just got some iPad, uh, iPod, what are they, iPod? No, the ear, earbuds. Uh, the pro version of their i Apple's iBuds, whatever they call their their head their earphones, pretty dang awesome. They're noise canceling now. Um, talks about mil our military affected by Chinese chips. Yeah, and, and scary. And most of the, that's the problem. Everything is so much stuff is built in China now. I was interesting on this this Apple here. I just got a few months ago. It's iMac came out of Ireland, um, which was pretty cool, I guess, as long as it didn't go from China to be assembled in Ireland and then here. And I know there's a lot of there's business. This is the balancing thing. Business can say, I can make this chipset cheaper in China, so that's where I've got to make it. If you watch the Shark Tank, you know, I like the Shark Tank. I like the, the characters on there that they built, Mr. Wonderful. He's always going to tell you, you got to get those prices down. Make it in China where you can make it for nothing. Well, you make it in China, and then you're making it in China. Um, that's my problem uh, with all that. Um, scary. I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, Ghost Fleet. Uh, scary. Sounds scary. Sounds scary. So that's my that's my problem here with this is as you go out and you're fighting your, your 100 fires for the day, and you, on top of your mind today is this. Hopefully on top of your mind, because you're listening to this, you're listening to it on a podcast, you're watching the video, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go talk to my physical security folks, and I'm going to see, do we use the HI-3520D chipset? Or I'm going to go talk to the vulnerability scanning people, and I'm going to say, hey, can you scan for these vulnerabilities? And hopefully, that device is somewhere where you're in your scanning, scanning range. Another part, but the funny thing is... Oh, Alexi was talking to talking to these folks. Where was the part? Essentially, do 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 do. Second rules holes. Launch an investigation. Yeah, someone in the middle. Middle someone. Someone in the stream. Okay, here's what he says. This is when he, when he notified. When Alexi notified the various vendors, only Pro Instruments came back. Uh, most of the vendors, he said, have not yet issued a fix for these flaws, and in absence of a patch, he advises the network admi admins network admins to make sure effective devices are behind a firewall with no externally exposed ports with rules to block untrusted access. He was able to find several hundred potentially vulnerable devices using a security-oriented service search such as Shodan I.O. Um, so he used Shodan, uh, great use of the tool. And if you know Shodan, it, it searches the internet, network device, or web, web, web devices. Um, so they're publicly exposed encoders, all exploitable over the internet. So not even... Not even have to, to to touch those devices. You don't even really have to try. They're just on the internet broadcasting there. That hey, we're here. Come look at us. Uh, ghost Ghost Fleet. Well worth the time. I like an easy read. You know me. I'm, it's easy reads are good. I'm gonna check it out. I'll look it out. Look it up on Amazon today. So what you know? What do you guys do? I think the easiest for me, the path forward. For me, the path forward is fire up Nessus. Fire up Qualys, fire up whatever iRetina, whatever scanning tool you're using, and look for these vulnerabilities. Look for the set of vulnerabilities. Build a scan, 
that only looks for these handful of CVs. It's in the show notes. You can grab it out of the show notes. They're all 2020. It's uh, 20. I'll start with 24. 214, 215, 216, 217, 218, and 219 uh, in a string. And just scan your, your entire network for that. And then I would take, if you have the ability, take Shodan and scan your external web presence. What you have, whatever you're exposing to the to the world on the interwebs, I would take Shodan and look at that. Just to make sure, double, double, double check this. Keeps you up at night, man. Stuff that keeps you, you think you're good, you think you got everything going, you think you got it well made. Hey, I, 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 I'm sure I bought my stuff from a reputable vendor, but what? where did they buy their stuff from? Where did they get their junk from? Eric. Oh, sorry. Eric, I can't seem to control my mouse today. What advice do you have someone new in this business, the business of security? Um, <laughs> uh, you're doing most of what I'd recommend. You're up, you're learning, you're studying, I, I'm assuming. You're, you're staying on top of this stuff. Um, I would say, depend on what you want to do. It's going to depend on what you want to do. And this is what you know, Alex and I and some of the other folks have been talking about. I would find a mentor. And that's what we're trying to build. We're trying to build a mentorship program. Um, it's really, Eric, what do you want to do? Uh, what do you want to do in security? Think about all the different paths you can go down. You can go into uh, security leadership. You can go deep into like red teaming and penetration testing. You can go into uh, uh, security operations center management and uh, uh, incident management analysis, that kind of stuff. You can go into to reverse engineering exploits. You can go into all, there's so, so many directions you can go. The first thing we need to know, Eric, is where do you want to go? Um, what do you want to, where, where do you see, uh, I hate the question that you hate. Where do you see yourself in three to five years? Um, where do you want to be? And that's really what, you know, what, what Alex has been helping with this. And some other folks have, have joined on, but they haven't officially signed on. I'll throw Alex's name around because he said he would help uh, when he can. But my, my question, my question back to you, Eric, is what, what do you see yourself wanting to do? What do you have? What, if you've been toying around with security for a little bit, what's fun to you? Um, what do you think is fun? Because that's going to determine the advice. Um, New in this business, it's, it's going to be learning. Learn all you can. Learn as many operating systems as you can. Learn as many different technologies as you can. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't say me, just but anyone. Well, this weekend, one of the things I'm doing this weekend on the site is I'm setting up that mentor page. And the mentor page, and I'm asking, asking, begging, any of you folks that have been around a while, consider being a mentor. And Eric, from you, if you're, you're coming into the field, whether you're coming in brand new or you're transitioning from another career field, just, you know, once I get that up, I'll, I'll let you know Monday how to get to it. And it'll just be, you just put a request in for a mentor and we'll, we'll just try to match you up. Right now, it's just going to, I think you, you know, I don't want to take too many folks on. I, I've, I've talked to, to one or two people that I'm already trying to do this with. And, and don't, when I first started doing this, you know, those folks out there that I would like to try to convince to be a mentor, don't think of this as you have to be the expert in all everything. Don't think that, you know, you have to be the all-knowing guru. Because that was my fear at the beginning is, I'm going to take Huawei off there because I'm not really talking about Huawei anymore. My fear was, I don't know enough. You know, I've been doing this for 30 years, but do I know enough to help someone? And when I started talking with people that were that were coming up, you do, you do. And if you don't, you've got a, a network. We'll build this network of mentors that we can help. If you don't have the right answer, we can help each other get it. But do be a mentor. Be a mentor in this field. We're, I had heard 2 million people short in the field worldwide next year. I saw a new picture, new, 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 <laughs> new figure this morning. 3.5 million security people short next next year by the end of 2021. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't mind being a mentor. No, not at all. Get you signed up on Monday or we'll get you to, to someone else. I mean, we want to make sure you're getting taken care of. Sierra saying, Mike Bravo says, good morning. Is mentor interested in mentoring? Uh, Mike, I will I'll hold you to that. Uh, paratrooper, paratrooper, super duper paratrooper. Um, focus on one care, core area, one, learn everything else in tech, become a specialist, one, yeah. Strive to be an expert and keep on learning always. That is, see, Alex, that's mentor advice right there. That's it in a nutshell. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to, you're not going to be able to know it all. There's just too much insecurity. Um, yeah, that's that's that needs to be framed and put on the wall, Alex. Um, that is big. Thank you to Alex. Uh, Someone asked, "What do you do?" I have a seven, seven to ten word answer. Should be your specialty. Yeah, if, if you think about it, like the RMF, and we talk a lot. I talk a lot about the RMF because I hold the RMF close to my heart because I think it is a problem solver, and nobody wants to believe me. Well, some people do. I take that back. Uh, it's a problem solver. If you've got, you know, it's it's like um, what's his name, Roy Van Winkle, Ice Vanilla Ice. Yo, if you got a problem, yo, he'll solve it. That's the that's the RMF. If you got a problem, yo, it will solve it. If you got a problem in supply chain, there's controls for that. If you got a problem with insider threat, yo, there's controls for that. Firewall controls, access control controls. Identity management controls. There's controls for all that, but you need to learn to be a master of the RMF. And to be a master of the RMF, like Alex just said, that's you got to kind of focus on the RMF. You got to and you got to learn other things. You got to know when we're talking about identity and access control controls. I love that one. Uh, talking about IDAM controls, you got to know what that means. You can't just be you, you can't be that. And I've seen that security person that rolls up with the book and says. You got to have an eight-character password. Do you got an eight-character password? Yep. Okay, cool. You got an eight-character password. That's it. Not knowing why or how to check it or any of that stuff. Um, yeah. I protect companies' supply chain through analysis of their implemented technologies. Great, great. See, that's why That's why Alex is... <laughs> that's why Alex begged Alex to be in the mentor program. Answers like this one right here. Yeah. Uh, you guys don't know if you're if you're in the Northern Virginia area, Alex is a good guy to get to know. Spend some actual personal time with him. We've spent time. It's been a while. It's been years and years since we sat down and had lunch. We keep talking about it. I think we're gonna go visit a brewery instead. Maybe we'll do it. I think here, Alex. And I think you probably brought this up, but I'm just reusing your idea, or maybe Mike Bravo. Uh, somebody brought it up. Now, Mike's not in there. He's out in Ohio. Get let's get together at a brewery. Let's find a brewery somewhere, kind of in the middle of Northern Virginia, and have a you know have a. I know we got social distance. I know, I know, I know. If we get together and have a beer or a beverage of your choice, if you don't drink beer, uh, maybe we find a winery and brewery, and uh, get together, do a remote stream. That'd be kind of fun. Um, got a lot going on in the chat over here. <laughs> Sierra is, uh, you're, you're channeling Mike. RMF has to remain dynamic. Can't go into compliance. Yeah, you got to stay on top. That's the thing about the RMF. You do it every day. That way you don't have to do it every three years. You do a little tiny bit every day. It's like that oil commercial we used to have. You pay me now or you pay me later. Um, it's one or the other. You pay me now or you pay me later. So that's the RMF. Either you pay a little bit every day, and that means you stay secure through the entire period or you wait till the end and you have to do this giant bunch of work all right so we got this is i'm going to put this on the screen so everyone can see it just so you know eric's asking alex how he can connect alex is saying email me jim um e easy enough go to the contact page on um, cyber-recon.com or info at cyber-recon.com that's the mail address info at cyber-recon.com um, yeah I'll get everybody connected that's going to be my main goal 
setting up this mentor program, connecting the dots, connecting the people. And it looks like you guys have already done it. You're doing my job for me. I'll get you Alex's email. I'll make that connection. Um, anyone else that's in this, this boat, obviously let me know. Let me know. You want to be a mentor. You need a mentor. Um, maybe just want information, you know. Let's build this network. Let's build Let's build a community around this thing, around security. We can take care of each other. We can help each other. Mike knows this from days in the past when I was trying to do it at, um, I think it was Concordia. I think Mike. Mike Bravo. I think you were at Concordia, right? Or was it Baker? I think Concordia uh, University. Trying to get people to connect. I didn't want to talk at SLU, too. I, I would put a list out. Everybody, put your name and address on this piece of paper if you want to be contacted. And if there's 30 people in the room, copy that for 30 times. Give it to everyone so you have people you can... You build a network. And the network's important because when you get stuck, you can reach out to a network of trusted people, not just the internet to answer your question. Or, inevitably, when you're when it comes time to move from one job to another, whether that's your choice or someone else's choice, you have a, a network to reach out to and say... Hey, I'm I'm looking for for jobs. Does anybody know where I can go? Um, yeah, I can't I can't quite control the broadcast tools today. There we go. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. Um, I do like sharing. That's a big point of why I get up in the morning to do this. Is as you can tell, it's not not as dark as it used to be. And uh, at some point, I'm going to have to go sit on a beach and drink. Mai Tais and stuff like that. So I got we got to transfer as, as a community. We all have to continue to transfer good information down to the next generation. Hopefully each generation gets stronger and, and you know, then to the next level. I thought it was Concordia. Yeah, Concordia. Their master's program up there. Good, good stuff. Yeah. So that's what, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about this. Uh, a lot... Of, of time around on different tangents and that's what we're all about that's taking care of each other that's making sure uh, we take care of friends family co fa those things friends family co-workers and our organization take care of each other we take care of each other <laughs> it's sad you can't control the broadcast yes i know sierra bravo oh Slip left. You guys want to know what day it is today? You got to have a, a holiday to talk about today. There's Piper. I don't know if you hear upstairs barking at people walking down the street. Uh, it's National Cheeseburger Day. I put a link in the show notes from from today, USA Today. National Cheeseburger Day 2020. Find deals and free food Friday at McDonald's, Applebee's, and more. A few little places you can go get a I guess apparently a free hamburger today maybe I don't I'm really read that story the other other thing going on the not so weird holiday it's Rosh Hashanah um, Rosh Hashanah is the celebration of the Jewish New Year celebrating the New Year Rosh Hashanah celebrates the creation of the world it also is one of the holiest days of the Jewish year your, your trivia for that one is, did you know Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah are the only Jewish holidays that do not have roots in historic religious events? So I can't leave, couldn't leave Rosh Hashanah off. Um, do we have any, uh, there's really no facts about cheeseburgers on this. Come on, you always got to have facts about cheeseburgers. National Cheeseburger Day, top off to America's favorite sandwich with a piece of cheese. I don't ever eat a hamburger without cheese. I guess that's that's just me. The food industry makes a point to celebrate a wide variety of foods. We believe cheeseburger certainly earns the day. Um, no, no facts on the page about how many cheeseburgers we eat a year. You know, all that stuff. Oh, well. Just so you know, National Cheeseburger Day. It is. Um, thanks for being with this morning. Uh, look... Look on Monday, and we'll talk about it Monday morning. We'll talk more about the mentor program. That'll be one of our main points. Those folks that can, I'll probably, you know, the folks that I, I see on the list already, Alex, you know I've already tapped you a little bit. Uh, Mike Bravo, 
Uh, we'll get in contact, talk about that a little bit. Hopefully, um, you have good plans for the weekend. Hopefully, there's good things going on. I know, you just get out and do something for a little bit. I don't know how, hopefully it's not going to be rainy and, and yucky here. Um, but, go out and do something fun. Go some good. It's Red Friday. Hopefully, you get your red on today. If you need a red shirt, I'll sell you a red shirt for cheap. <laughs> it's on the on the swag site. Uh, remember those folks that are downrange. Not everybody's going to be enjoying the weekend. Some people will be on patrol this weekend. Far away. Places that... We have sent them, so don't forget that. Um, awesome. Erica, I will look for it and let you know uh, the next steps. Uh, Sierra is going to carry on the Bravo theme and say go get some. I'm going to say go get some. I'm going to say take care of each other. We'll be back Monday morning, 730, bright and early, talking about cyber, talking about the mentorship program. That's Put that on the schedule already. Mentorship program. You need a mentor. You want to be a mentor. I'm going to make that connection. We'll get people going. See if we can't build a program around this to help people get in. 3.5 million people short in the security world worldwide. And it's going to grow. Think about this. More automation. And I guarantee you after this pandemic is over, there will be more people working from home. Most organizations have proved it's a viable construct, and now it's going to be hard to fight to say we can't do remote work, at least part of the time. So a whole new avenue, ensuring remote work capabilities. How do we do that? Bring your own device, maybe. Issue your own device, maybe. Um, lots of different ways to go about it, man. So anyways, have a great, great weekend. Have a great and wonderful weekend. We'll see you on Monday, 7.30, bright and early. Um, Mako's doing some editing days. There's a bunch of RMF videos that dropped today. Um, getting a new schedule out for Monday. Causing me to get up early and doing some recording early, early in the morning. So, anyways, enjoy the weekend. Have a good time out there. Do good things. Take care of your friends, your family, your coworkers, your organization, and each other. We'll see you on Monday. Be safe and have a great, great weekend.